be the bull. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. On the fan, 877-337-6666 is the number to call. While you were sleeping, we started the show talking about what else. The Yankees dropping game one of the ALCS to the Astros yet again in that ballpark, which has been a disaster for the Yankees dating back to 2017 in the postseason. And the same reason. They didn't hit. They had Verlander on the ropes early on. Even Bader homered against him in the second inning, but the Yanks could do nothing more than that. They got a good pitching performance from Jamison Tyone, who went four and a third, allowed just the one run. But, man, Yanks had guys on all night. They couldn't get the job done. The two main culprits will be Josh Donaldson and Matt Carpenter leaving guys on left and right, both combining for an 0 for 7 with seven strikeouts. Woof. I mean, that's ugly from those two guys hitting 5 and 6, respectively, in the order. But you also look at the top of the order. Glaber Torres, 0 for 4 with two strikeouts. Aaron Judge, 0 for 4 with a strikeout. Yankees have to hit. I didn't love the lineup going into the game. I thought Boone, it was clear that he was applying the data to this lineup. IKF, back at short, no Cabrera in left. Stanton's out in the outfield. They have Carpenter, DH against Verlander. So I didn't love that. But they have to hit. No, the Yankees played great defense as well. Aaron Judge making a great play early on in that game, saving some runs. It was at that moment. And I was talking about it yesterday, like Judge being the you know the year of the Judge and historic uh, season, sixty-two homers, walk year, all that. It's all been about Aaron Judge, MVP. He is determined, and he took it personally against these Astros. He is determined to beat this team and get his Yankee club to a World Series. And after making that catch, I'm thinking, you know what? The Yankees might still win here. That's a great sign. Just when you thought you know it was going to be a gapper and some runs are going to score for Houston, nope, Judge makes a great defensive play in right field. And the Yankees couldn't really do anything with it. Got guys on, couldn't get him in. Yet Verlander at, what, 45 pitches or so after two innings, and then he settles down and strikes out everybody. And 17 strikeouts in the lineup. Compared to two for the Astros, it's just unacceptable. Can't happen. And the Astros hit a, a bunch of solo homers. That was it. So the Yanks bats the main culprit. Now, everybody wants to talk about Boone and the decisions that he made going to the bullpen. After Tyone, it was Clark Schmidt who got out of some trouble in the fifth inning, but then got into some trouble in the sixth, giving up a couple of solo homers, and that would be it. I mean, Montas came in, poured a little more gasoline on the fire as he gave up a solo home run in the bottom of the seventh, a bomb of a home run in his first action back. Makes you wonder why he's even on the roster. I mean, Montas, when he first got here and was healthy, was bad. Montas then was hurt. And look at the Yankees. Game one of the ALCS, they're messing around here with Montas, with Carpenter getting in the lineup. I just don't understand it. But all that being said, Yanks just needed to get uh, get one of these two. And in game two, they're going to have a great opportunity. Luis Severino on the mound. This is not an actual must-win game, but it's a must-win game. Yankees want to win this series. This is a game they have to get. Cannot come back home down 0-2. You give the Strohs the first game, couldn't steal one? All right. 
Nobody expected it. Tyone versus Verlander, what'd you expect? Game two is the one the Yanks have to get if they want to have a chance of winning the series because they can't come back home down 0-2 and expect to win three straight. And that's what they would need to do because you cannot go down 3-2 going back to Houston. To prevent that, to ensure that's not going to happen, well, I guess it's not going to ensure it, but to really put yourself in a great position to make sure that, you know, or try to prevent that from happening, you got to win game two. Simple as that. Not technically a must win, but it is a must win for this Yankee team. So the first one, all right. Astros, the Astros had to win game one. Verlander on the mound against Sound. The Astros better win that game because if they didn't, we'd be talking about the Yankees getting set to punch their ticket. Oh, they win game one. They steal one. What a great night. And I know you thought that was going to be the case potentially for a little while, but it wasn't. Anyway, Yanks back at it tonight. Luis Severino on the mound in game two. Kevin is calling from Hartford, Connecticut. What's up, Kev? Hey, Sal, what's going on? How you doing tonight? Good. How are you, Kevin? I'm all right. So, you know, we're just getting to something you said earlier. I'm gone all week on the road driving. If I come home and tell my wife I'm watching Saturday football, I mean, I can't even watch football on Sundays right now when I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding me? But anyway. I don't, I don't my- get it, Kevin. You feel like they are doing everything they can to hurt the married sports fan. Like, we want to watch the games, but, dude, it's enough. We don't need a Black Friday NFL game. It's all day Sunday. It's Saturday. It's Monday. It's Thursday. I mean, enough. You're going to get us all divorced. Yeah, tell me about it. So, anyway, on to what I really called about. Let's get to this Yankee team. I'm tired of Boone. I'm tired of Cashman. And, Judge, Judge, really, you can sit there and kiss the emblem all you want. You could kiss my rear end when you're playing for the Giants next year because the Yankees aren't going to offer you the $400 million you're looking for. It's no secret. I, I don't even know how I watch this team anymore. Maybe maybe I should do like Stort does, and maybe I'll, I'll jump to, to becoming a Mets fan. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, I don't know if you want that. Believe me, that's not uh, anywhere near uh, as joyous as it is being a Yankee fan, even with the lack of World Series since 2009. Well, that's how I became a Yankees fan because my dad was an old Brooklyn Dodgers fan, and when they left, he adopted the Mets, and then me and you were the same age. So as a kid, they, I mean, he even bought me to the World Series game in 86 hmm. trying to make me a Mets fan, and I was like, yeah, right. But, wow. Uh, <laughs> you t- what's wrong with you, Kevin? <laughs> I don't know. I, just, I, 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 always, I guess I always did everything to uh, anger him, I guess. So becoming a Yankees fan was one of those things. Well, just, and you, just, you know, it t- turns out you made the, the right move. Yeah, it turns out you made the right move. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, Cashman, it's time for a new voice. I mean, honestly, I, 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 I would like to maybe get Theo Epstein in there. I mean, that's just me if he wants to come. Uh, I, I, I hate the Red Sox, but, you know, I appreciate what Theo did up there, and I appreciate what he did with the Cubs. So why not? Say, Cashman, thanks for 20 years, even though those other teams in the 90s, early 90s, the Cheater and all them, that was really Gene Michaels. But, you know, thanks for the years. Appreciate it. And 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 let, let, get Epstein in here. Let, let's see if he could, you know, work a little magic. I mean, that's just that's just coming from me. That's just my opinion. But right. Which, good- you're entitled to your opinion, Kevin. Thank you for the call. I appreciate listening, and I appreciate taking the time to call. Here's the tough part about your call, though. You're focused on Brian Cashman and in a negative way in the midst of an American League Championship Series. 
and you're dismissing what the Yankees accomplished this year. They won 99 games and won their division. They won their first-round division series. It has been good. I know it hasn't been consistent throughout. Great April, May, June. Not great July. Very bad August. And then a solid September to kind of right the ship into October. Right now, now look, if things go south here over the next week, I get it. But right now, all the highest of goals are still there in front of them. There are four teams left. And and that's the side of it that people don't really think about when you talk about, oh, Cashman, Cashman, get him out of here. And I do agree that it is time for just a new voice. That's the way I've been saying it for a while. I just feel like there's nothing against Cashman. I think he's a great general manager. I love him. But I really feel like an organization gets to a certain point where everybody's time expires. And Cashman's been on the clock way too long. Now, is there somebody smarter? Is there somebody better? I don't know. But the Yankees got to go find out. But the point is, to knock him right now, I don't think it's fair. I think last year was the year. If you were going to force a change, last year was it. This year now, he made some changes. Yankees playing well. And they're in the championship series still with a chance to win. They just lost game one. That's it. Mark is calling from California. What's up, Mark? Hey, what's going on? Um, I just got off work, so I wanted to talk Yankees real quick. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, putting putting Montes in that situation was was just completely moronic, especially considering it's his first game back since coming off, you know, the injured list. But um, putting in Trevino and then putting in Miguel Castro, who hasn't pitched all playoffs, including the ALDS, uh, should have been the move after. Schmidt gave up the home run to make it 2-1, um, right? So uh, the thing about Boone is, is I'm not criticizing him, but listen, in the playoffs, everything is ostracized, right? Mm-hmm. All the moves he makes are ostracized. So we're going to kill him, whether it's you know Yankee fans, whether it's uh, Dodger fans and Dave Roberts and Game 7 putting in Darvish and then Kershaw coming out and pitching five innings. Well, you should have put, put in Kershaw, right? So it's the same thing. Like Managers are making decisions based on you know, how they view the situation. And a lot of times, Mark, they are getting criticized on the result, which to me is not fair. It should not be about the result. It should be about right. the move in real time. And you're right. Every single move in the postseason is times 100. It's magnified. It means so much more. So, And that's why I'm trying to get back to the bigger picture. Did Boone handle the bullpen perfectly? No. Was the bullpen perfect? No. Obviously, it was not perfect. Well, yeah, he struck out 17 times today, right? I mean, Bingo. It's like, obviously, they're, they're, it's not his fault. It's the, the thing about Boone is that why is he playing Matt Carpenter instead of playing the hot as well as Cabrera? Makes well, no sense to change well, lineup. Well, do you think? I agree with that 100%. But do you think that Boone made the lineup, or do you think that it was uh, you know told to him what it was supposed to be from the higher ups and he applied that data? Uh, I mean, it, it, it really, it really could be. I mean, the decision to bring in Clark Schmidt in a high leverage situation is, and then Boone says, well, we have our guys uh, for tomorrow. Well, you're down one, nothing. So, you know what I mean? I mean? The thing is, is your high leverage guy should have came in today, Which, regardless, especially if Wandy Peralta's pitched how many days in a row should matter a six day, right? 
Well, I mean, I don't know. He pitched the all five games. Remember with the rain out now. So what is today? Today well, where's is where's Domingo Herman? Well, it, they wanted yeah, today's Thursday. They played on Tuesday, so they had an off day when uh, they had an off day Monday after playing um, Friday. Well, they played for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right? Yeah, so they played Friday, right? Because yeah. of the rain the other way pushed it back. So they played Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Off day Monday, and then again Tuesday, and then obviously Wednesday was game one. Point is, you should be looking at this game, not looking ahead. And if Boone was trying to save certain guys that he had available, I do think that's a mistake because this game was very winnable. I mean, you're talking about a two-run deficit or whatever it was. It's a winnable game. I mean, if Pena, when Pena hits that home run, that's game. And let's just say, let's just say they get out the inning, and then that Rizzo home run ties the game. And then it's just a completely different game. But, I mean, it's one game, so I'm not going to, like, go crazy. But I swear Oswaldo better be in the lineup tomorrow. It makes absolutely no sense. And, I mean, to take Marwin off off, off the, off the, like, the roster, I agree with that just because of the fact that Oswaldo Pereza, obviously, he should have had him in the lineup today. But Matt Carpenter is the type of guy where, like, the ALCS is not the time to be finding your fix. You know what I mean? The guy has not seen at bat. Right. So to bring him in in a clutch situation, now is not the time for that. Well, right? the, the counter to that will be, if not now, when? Now, I'm with you, uh, right. but but with Carpenter to have him on the team, and that's kind of why they get hurt by having Carpenter hurt, and then he gets healthy and wants to come back and contribute, but the Yankees, you know, he's not in any kind of rhythm. You know, he had a, he's been out for a couple of months, so what do you expect? And he was terrible, and he hurt the Yankees. Right. The, the, right, line is the, the line is the problem. And you're right. Taking Cabrera out, that right. was offensive to me when I saw that. Right. I mean, not only that, though, but the whole situation of if – imagine Michael imagine Michael King, imagine Chad Green, imagine Scott Efros in the bullpen. I wasn't even concerned with the Yankee hitting. I was concerned with their bullpen. I mean, the whole entire ALDS, all you saw was Jonathan Lasagna. You saw uh, Wendy Peralta. And you saw a little bit of Trevino, a little bit of other guys, but oh, Holmes a little bit, right? But that—that's what you want to see. This is the biggest say. This is it. I don't want to see the it. underbelly of their bullpen. I get it. I mean, I mean, Greg Weiser. I mean, why is he? Well, I'd rather see him than Montas. I mean, Montas is terrible. Right? No, he is. He's. I mean, Cashman so far, and I was talking to a friend of mine about this today. I was like, he's right. He's about zero for five in his last pitching acquisitions that he's given us. I mean, take take a look at the last big five names he's picked up. Yeah, it's always you been know, a problem. They're right? all... Go, well, you go back to Sonny Gray, James Paxson, Michael Pineda. Now, obviously, you throw Montas in that group. I mean, they right. are... Those... And it's so funny, because what's his name thriving for Seattle? It's fantastic. So it's like, A, uh, I, just, I just... It's, it's going to be tough. And, uh, you know, I love Bader. I mean, he's just... Man. I'm um, uh, in love with this guy. I mean, he's definitely fit for New York. But, I mean, outside of his four home runs, I mean, this offense is – it's the same thing last year. It's like they didn't do enough. You knew it was going to be Astros and the Yankees. You knew it. And so now it's just like they hit the big homers. They have the big – and tomorrow he's starting Seve tomorrow, which, I mean, hey. Well, they, they need – I trust Seve, Mark, and thank you for the call. I appreciate listening and taking the time to give us a call. I trust Seve. I don't trust the Yankee lineup. 17 strikeouts in game one. Yes, Verlander, you tip your cap, but I'm worried about that Yankee offense. That's been the issue. Their offense. They need to hit. And Cashman would say, oh, we're ready with the bullpen for game two and Seve ready for game two. That's great. And I expect a different lineup. I expect a more normal lineup with Cabrera in left, Stanton back at DH, probably Connor Falefa at shortstop again. 
and Donaldson at third, although they could change that up and go with Peraza. But either way, Yanks need to score runs. Judge, Glaber. I mean, are we going to get on Glaber at all? Nobody's picking on Glaber. It's all about Judge and and Donaldson and Carpenter. What about Glaber, who's hitting first in the Yankee order and who was a, a key factor in September for them? Well, what's his deal exactly? He's got a hit. Yankees have to get some off. And look, this is the must-win game. This is it. They have to win tonight. They don't win tonight. They're not winning the series. And I'm somebody who picked the Yankees to win this series. I still believe they can win the series. They had their chances in game one, didn't get it done. It happens. Have to go out there and win game number two. If they don't, good night again. Astros will be going back to the World Series, and the Yanks will be going home short of the World Series as that continues on since 2009. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. This bumping grind. What's the name of the song? Oh, okay, I got to mix up there. Oh God. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six is the number to call. Can you beat Vegas this football season? Superbook Sports gives you the chance every week to go head to head with the best odds makers in Las Vegas. No fancy computer algorithms. No guys across the pond setting lines for American sports. Just the best team of odds makers in the business behind the counter at Superbook in Las Vegas. Plus, Superbook features some of the best odds, boosts, and promo bets anywhere. So, download the Superbook Sports app or visit Superbook.com and start your battle against Vegas right now. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 877-337-6666 is the number to call. What will the Yankee lineup look? What surprises do we have in store tonight with the Yankee lineup for Game 2? Disappointing a night from Matt Carpenter who got the start at DH. Donaldson was terrible. He was at third base. No surprise there. The surprise to me, two things, was Connor Falefa getting the start at short. I don't know how you go back there. And then Cabrera not being in left field. So I would expect that that will be changed today with Cabrera at the very least. As for the rest of it, who knows? I mean, the Yankees going to ride Donaldson out here and hope he gets hot. One swing in the back and change things. We'll find out. But they need to be able to hit to win this series. I mean, I know it sounds obvious. Look, to win, you got to score runs. Yeah, of course. But I'm talking about hit like the Yankees. Two runs, three runs, not going to get it done. They need to score five, six runs. They actually have to win some games with the offense. Brett is calling from Long Island. What's up, Brett? Hey, Sal. Before I get to my Yankees point, you were talking about traffic. And before the pandemic, probably like like uh, 2020-ish, I do deliveries on today. I go to Jersey. You know, leave at 3 in the morning. I'm able to call you, talk to you guys. And uh, I could get in. You know, it was an hour, hour, hour and 15 minutes, believe it or not. And then on the way home, you know, I'm working like an 8 to 10 hour day. On the way home um, from Jersey, it was taking me an hour and 15 minutes to an hour and a half would be the most to get back in Ronkonkoma. That's where I start. Okay. And, and this uh, is before, now, that, right, that's pre-pandemic. 
Right. So just imagine that. That was for two years. I mean, you know, it was beautiful, right? So now, like I said, I'm on my way to Jersey. I'll do my route. I'll get done in Jersey by 1230. You would think that's pretty early. By 1230, you know, I start at 330. Get up at 3, start at 330 on the road. At 1230, I'm heading home. It takes me almost three hours to get back to Ronkonkoma. I have to go over the GW. It's sounds bumper to bumper the whole entire way. The uh, I don't know if you ever take the, that way. The Cross Bronx. Oh God, the, the Cross, cross the, the, Island, the, the Cross Bronx. Yeah, of course. The Cross Bronx is the single worst road in America, and I'd like to hear somebody debate me on that. It is. The I googled wor- it, and they said that actually in the whole. Oh, country, I didn't even it's know the it's, the, it's the worst. Yeah. You know how I know it, and I have not obviously driven on any of the roads in the country. I'm not familiar with them. I know it's the worst because it can't be worse than that road. That is the worst ever. It's horrible. There's always traffic on it. But to your point, Brett, since the pandemic. I've noticed it because I work off hours. When I leave for SNY, I'm leaving my house on Long Island at 2 o'clock, where usually there is no traffic going westbound at 2 o'clock, through the tunnel, nothing. And all of a sudden, post-pandemic, there's traffic. It takes me. It used to take me an hour and 10. It takes an hour and 40 now. Easy. And that's off hours. It's ridiculous. There is no good time anymore post-pandemic. Everybody's driving. I don't get it. I've been doing this for 25 years. I know we're not talking traffic and everything else, but, like, I've been doing this for 25 years, and, like, absolutely. Like, I have friends who moved out of state. I tell them that this is the worst I've ever seen it on Long Island in my life. Like, you used to be able to, like you said, pick spots where, oh, I'm going to leave at this time. Right. You would you know. know. Be, you know, and there was a, there was the so-called rush hour. I, I, I'm telling you, there's no good time anymore. Like, Agreed. And road work. They shut the roads down if you leave at 3 in the morning. It doesn't matter anyway. Right, 3 in the morning, 1 in the afternoon, 11 a.m. There's road work and there's traffic. You, you're right. There is no good time. It used to be, okay, we're going on a trip. we got to leave this time. Or, okay, I'm going to leave this time strategically. It should be better off. Nope, there's no good time anymore. Every time you go out on the road, you're hitting some kind of BS, whether it's tickets, whether it's construction, whether it's traffic, whether it's shutdowns. It is always something post-pandemic. And, and the last thing with that, and I'm going to talk about the Yankees quick. I loaded uh, – I got tickets, too. I, there's speed cameras all over the place. There, there's red light cameras <laughs> all over. And I, and I was getting it. And my boss, you know, it's getting embarrassing. I was getting them all over. Like, I'm explaining <laughs> I can't go 25 miles an hour. So I was getting, racking them up, racking them up, racking them up. I uh, I loaded an app. Uh, what was it? It's it's got to pay. It's like ten dollars a month. I have it now. I just throw it on in the morning. It's called Radar Bot. I know they have like ways, but Radar Bot like it's it's the best. But anyway, I'm going to talk about the Yankees now. It just hit a nerve with me with the stuff. I do it for a living. Yeah. The Yankees. The call is calling in. Like they sound like entitled, spoiled brats to me. I'm sorry, but I got to call it out as I hear it. It's like first of all. Everybody called, and no one was confident. They thought Houston was going to win. They own us when we play there, right? You have a Cy Young, the best pitcher, you know, in the league you're going against, right? So we were expected to lose that technically, correct? Mm -hmm. Now all of a sudden everybody's whining. We lost a 4-2 game, right? Like, if I told you they were going to score four runs, you know, and, and, like, you know, you may have signed up, probably not, but, like, it wasn't terrible. And now right away a lot of the calls, oh, Boone's got to go. Cashman's got to go. How about striking out 17 times? When are we going to hit? Like, I'm sorry. I'm not saying Boone's the greatest manager. He's like vanilla. 
He's just kind of there. But didn't they also bring in some really good pieces this year? They, we struck out 17 times. It's not on Boone. This is not on Boone. But the problem is that that game one lineup was different without Cabrera in it. They put Carpenter back in there, so they're trying to get him. And that can be a reflection of the manager, although in this case, I don't think it's the data applicator. I think it's the entire front office and Yankee organization that are you know making these decisions. The, the old collaborative effort making the lineup out. But I'm with you. This is not on Boone. It's on the offense. We're, and also, you are right, Brett. The four runs is not – if I told you the Astros score four runs and a start by Jamison Tyone, you'd sign on, on the dotted line for that every time. And, and that's my point. What if Tyone got shelled and let up five runs, right? They would, they would complain about that and say, oh, we could have maybe moved it off Severino or Garrett Cole. You know that. Mm-hmm. They would have been like, this is it, one and done. We, lo- you know, we lose this series, we're out. We need the best pitchers. Tyone's unpredictable. I know he did good against Toronto, but he's unpredictable. So it's like, to me, it's one of those things. They're going to question every single move, and it stems because the Yankees have won 27 championships. So it literally, I know it's been 2009, but they've been knocking on the door. But it's literally World Series of bust. This is the proof. Because the Astros have been one of the best teams. They're better than the Yankees, correct? But that's like, am the, I missing something? No, here? no, but that's the problem, is that you're right, and thank you as always for the call, Brett. We appreciate checking in. Nobody should be better than the Yankees. Now, that's obviously not realistic for the Yankees to have the best team every single year. But the expectations are that nobody should be better than the almighty Yankees, whether it is in payroll, whether it is in on-field, whatever it may be. How dare the Astros be better than the Yankees to a point where they've already sent them packing twice and are three games away from doing it a third time in six seasons. They have been the Yankees' nemesis. Usually, the Yankees play that role, where they're the villain, they're the team that other teams have to get through and get over the hump to get to a World Series and win a World Series. Well, the roles have reversed here over the last several years. And the Astros, as an organization, have been better than the Yankees have. Cheating or not, and I know cheating was a part of it, but even after that. Look at the Astros. They have been the premier team in the American League since 2017. So it's weird to have the Yankees as second fiddle and frustrating to continue to go out to this team. It can't happen again. But it is just one game. Now, that being said, Yankees have to win tonight. You want to win the series? Go win tonight. The Astros are not unbeatable. They will lose a few games here. Will they lose four out of the seven? That's the big question. Yanks haven't been able to do that. Haven't been able to beat them four out of seven yet. It's not Boone. This is not on Cashman. We'll deal with them in the offseason. And by the way, nothing to deal with. They're going to be back again. If they came back after last year, those guys aren't going anywhere. And I do think, you know, we talked about this earlier with the Yankee bullpen being hurt. F. Ross, and not even just the bullpen. Remember the big acquisitions Cashman made at the trade deadline? Ben Attendee, F. Ross, obviously Montas sucks, but they're, they're missing a couple of those guys. Ben Attendee and F. Ross are potentially huge parts for this team. Now, it's not an excuse, but still, it does potentially change some things for them. 
and you just hope that it's not going to be, oh, well, if we had those guys we could have won, we'll run it back again next year. But it's not like Cashman didn't make aggressive moves at the deadline. He did. Unfortunately, some of those guys, two of them, the big key ones, are hurt. Not much you could do about that. And I've said this for years. A lot of time, being lucky is better than being good. Now, you also, a lot of the times, make your own luck. However, in sports, sometimes the most successful teams are the teams that get lucky. It takes some luck. You can't account for injuries. And that's part of it. Or bad breaks or bad calls. That's part of it. Yankees during their dynasty in the 90s, they got every break possible. Every call went their way. Just, I mean, that's just the reality of the situation. Well, sometimes things even out. Although I'm still waiting for the Mets to catch a break. Marcus is calling from the Bronx. What's up, Marcus? Hey, how you doing? How are you? I'm good, thanks. So um, let me just start saying I, you're optimistic on the Yankee side. I don't know how you can be optimistic. I mean, there's no DJ. There's no Ben Attendee. Their lineup is atrocious. I mean, Josh Donaldson hitting behind Stan. I mean, he should be hitting eighth or ninth, and he's not. They keep running him out there. I mean, it's not just the Astros. Well, let me start with the Astros. I mean, they're better in every aspect of the Yankees. I don't want to hear about them cheating. I mean, they're better. Their front office is better. They lose Cole, they lose uh, Springer, and they lose uh, Correa. What do they do? They're still better. I mean, they just don't miss a beat. They're a better-ran organization. They manage better. They hit better. They pitch better. Every single thing about Houston is better than the Yankees right now. Cashman, it's not just this year with them. What about the Tigers when they were good? Cashman just doesn't – he's not a better general manager than these other guys that are putting together teams. They lose to the Tigers. They lose to the Angels. They lose to the Astros. I mean, they're going to go out there. They're going to win the They're going to win the division. They're going to compete for a wild card. You're the Yankees. Your front office should be better. Your scouts should be better. Your player development should be better. You have more money to your disposal than the Astros are. Why are you not better than Houston? They're better in every single way than you are. They're not going to beat Houston. I will be shocked if Houston doesn't wipe the floor of them in five games. Mm. Thank you, Sal. Have a good night. Yeah, no, no problem, Mark. It's hard to dispute anything that you said right there, other than I feel like, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I feel like you're being a little harsh on a team that consistently is in the postseason. Think about it. They're in the American League Championship Series, and we're talking about them like there's some scrubs. We've gotten to a ridiculous level of expectation for the Yankees. And and I get it. I understand it. Look, I'm one who takes part in it, saying, although I did lower it this year, as opposed to World Series or bust, it was get to a World Series, not necessarily win one, get to a World Series or bust. And that's just part of it because of the Yankees' success, because of their payroll, because of their organization, who they are. The expectations are World Series win or bust. And that's not right, necessarily. Hard to do that. But it is also impossible to dispute that the Astros have been the clear better organization. Now, cheating is a major part of 2017. You cannot overlook that or minimize that. And the Yankees and Cashman have said it feel like they were robbed back in 2017. Maybe the course of history in Major League Baseball changes if the Astros weren't banging on trash cans. But they were. They did. They got away with it. They won. Can't take it away from them. 
At least not yet. Maybe somewhere 30 years down the road, someone comes along and says, that wasn't right. Let's remove it. Anyway, it happened. We saw it. And since then, the Yankees still haven't been able to field a better team than the Astros. Why? I don't know. I mean, you tip your cap. Astros are better. They don't have the resources. They could lose these guys that you mentioned. I thought you just nailed the point. I can't say it better myself. They lose star players, Cole, Correa, Springer, and still continue to churn out good players and play high-caliber baseball, one of the best teams in the league. But to rip the Yankees to shreds is also going overboard the other way. They're one of four teams left. Not many people picked them to win the division this year. A lot of people picking the Blue Jays. Oh, yeah, the Blue Jays. There was a lot of disrespect. Toward Brian Cashman and the Yankees offseason. And the Yankees in general. They ran away with the division. It was maybe of it was there was maybe a threat for a week, if that. And it wasn't even a real threat. It was a hmm. If they lose the next couple of games, it might get dicey. It was never really in doubt, the ALEs. They've ran away with it from the beginning of the year. And they won their first round playoff series. So, I mean, the idea of firing Boo and firing Cashman off of what they've done so far, they've lost one game. What do you want, to sweep the Astros? If they get swept, if they lose in five, back to the drawing board. Then we could have those conversations. But right now, there is, I mean, I'm surprised the Yankee fans don't believe. See, the Yankee fans that I grew up with during the 90s dynasty years, the Yankees that I hated, those fans thought they were going to win every single game. Those fans thought the Yankees were going to go 162 and 0 every year. The current Yankee fan, a little different. It's been too long since they've been in or won a World Series. Going, you know, 13 years, whatever it is, 2009. The Astros have dominated them. Where's the confidence from the Yankee fan? Now the Yankee fan is expecting to lose. Weird to see that. Argue about it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Salakata back on the fan warm-up show with Alan Jerry coming up in about 10 minutes. We'll finish up with your calls. 877-337-6666. Game 2 ALCS tonight. I love these series. I mean, that's what it's all about. Nothing else should matter. I mean, look, you have something serious you got to attend to. We understand it. But postseason series of this magnitude, come on. That is what it's all about. You live and die with every pitch of these games. Unfortunately, Yanks went down last night. 17 strikeouts up and down that lineup. Just nowhere near good enough to be able to beat the Astros. What will be in store tonight in Game 2? Mike is calling from Bayonne, New Jersey. What's up, Mike? Hello, Sal. How are you? Good, Mike. Sal, I'm a Red Sox fan. I'll start by saying that. Number one, I, I, I know it's a bad time to say this, as far as, but I believe the Yankees could have had a better package when they traded Montgomery. I understand Bader's doing is, is going wild and he's doing great for them. But I think I'd like your feelings on that. 
I think they could have got more. What exactly? I don't know because I don't know what the market what mm. they were dealing with. Second of all, well, I mean, I think it's irrelevant. The, the trade is already done. The Yankee oh, no, fan, no. the Yankees were unhappy with it, or Yankee fans were unhappy with it at the time. But look at what Bader's given them in the postseason. You'd make that trade every single time again if you knew that Bader was going to have four yeah. home runs through the first six games of the postseason. Yes, yes. I just thought that that they, they they need to show up a lot of. Uh, uh, they have some problems on there, and they could show up a couple of things. Second Where? Of all, like, what are you talking about? Where, specifically? Well, well just what I'm saying is, like, they could have got a slick fielding outfielder. You're right. It's hard to But they did get now. a slick fielding outfielder. Harrison no, no, Bader. I'm talking about maybe, maybe another starting pitch. I mean, maybe another pitch. I don't know what road. you're talking about. Well, they traded the starting pitcher for that slick fielding outfielder that you're saying that they could use. You can't get uh, better than Bader in center field. No, all right. I just thought maybe that. I know the Red Sox could use Montgomery. I'll put it that way. But they have traded with the Yankees. No, I know they wouldn't have done it. Here's what I know about the Red Sox. They suck. Okay. Can I say one other thing? Sure. This, uh, today is the 18th anniversary of the greatest comeback in the history of all baseball, the Red Sox comeback again. Oh, get lost. Uh, John is calling from Newark. Hey, what's up? I'm not doing that today. Come on. You're trying to tweak the Yankee fan. Not today. John is calling from As much as I may like that, John is calling from Newark. What's up, John? What's up, brother? Um, I think the Yankees are making a mistake. I think they need to start Cole in game two. On short rest now and then have him be on full rest for game six? On full rest in game six, exactly. I mean, this is a, the importance of game two. You just said it. I mean, They have to win tonight. Yeah, but you don't trust Severino? I'd rather have Severino at home. I think he can get – I think he's had the, the tendency to get shook up a little bit on the road. Yeah, I don't know. I love Severino's toughness. I think he's become a more confident pitcher. He's always had nasty stuff. He's well, healthy. Well, that game was amazing, yeah. Yeah, I mean, even when, right, even in Cleveland where he didn't have it, he still was able to settle down. And, now he grinded that out. Yeah. yeah, I love that. That showed me great toughness. I feel comfortable. I, I Look, I get what, what you're saying, and I like that logic. If you're going to have him pitch on short rest, it should be the first start in the series, not in game six. However, I think the Yankees are in good hands with Severino. I'm worried about the offense, not Severino. That's fair. Yeah, and, and that's it. And thanks for the call, John. I appreciate you checking. I think you bring up a fair point. You know, we don't really talk about it much this morning. We mentioned it earlier on. But, you know, the idea that the Yankees went with Severino for tonight as opposed to Garrett Cole on three days rest, knowing that one game in the series – Cole is going to be pitching on short rest. It's either going to be game two, which it's not because they're going with Severino, or game six, which if there is a game six, it will be Garrett Cole on short rest. I guess the Yankees figure, you know what? We'll worry about that when we get there. Peter is calling from White Plains. What's up, Peter? Hey, what's going on? Um, Going to the the previous caller, uh, he's saying like the Yankees weren't expected to win. Yeah, they weren't expected to win, but they had plenty of opportunities last night, and that goes to my first point. Uh, who, uh, Josh Donaldson, who I hate as a person and I hate as a player. He looks like he's never seen a curveball in his life. Yeah, I mean, he looked embarrassing. I, I, I haven't seen two. I haven't seen two worse bats in my life. Three pitches, he's out, and then and then the next bat, three pitches again. It looks like he's never seen a curveball. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't say I haven't seen a worse at bat in my life because I've seen plenty of awful at bats, <laughs> but that's right up there. And especially when you factor in the magnitude. Of those at bats, right. Verlander, I understand, can be nasty, but come on, they—I mean, Donaldson looked like, like you said, I mean, they were just hideous at bats. Second, second and third, one out, he, he can't advance a runner. The, the infield's playing back. All you need is a ground ball, yeah. or, or or side fly. It's, I mean, 
I don't know. And then my, my second point, and I'm not going to put it on Boone, uh, but, you know, Tyone pitched a great game, and I didn't have much faith in him going into the game. But uh, bringing in Clark Schmidt, I literally text my friend. I go, I go, here comes batting practice. And he got out of that one inning. I'll give him credit for that. But that guy just, he's, he's horrible. Yeah, I don't get he's the horrible. love affair with him. They they believe he's got great stuff. Hey, look, look, at him, look, look what he did against Cleveland. I know, I saw last it. Night, you know, he walks two guys. One's intentional, but he walks another guy. He, he gets a double play, which was huge uh, against Tucker. And then the next the next inning, he just he's literally pitching batting practice. Yeah, the teeing off on him, hitting home runs left and right. Boone, I thought, pushed his luck. If he wanted to go to Schmidt there, and thank you for the call, Peter. Excellent stuff. If he wanted to go to Schmidt there to get Tucker because they like Schmidt against the lefties, then I understand it. And it worked out for him. He got the double play. Now, Schmidt wouldn't have been my choice, you know, because I don't have all the data in front of me. But I watch the game, I'm pointing to my eyes right now, with my eyes, two eyes. You know, I'm doing like the peace sign and then taking that peace sign and turning it to my eyes. I watch the game, you know, like in Meet the Fockers. I'm watching you, Greg. I'm watching you. I watch the game with my own eyes. And I see that Clark Schmidt is not somebody that I would trust in the postseason in a tight spot. You know who else fits that category? Frankie Montas. I just don't I don't understand it. This is game one of the ALCS. It should be you, your best pitchers as often as you possibly can, not, hey, it's a long series, let's get a feel for who we can use, who we can't. They love Clark Schmidt. Oh, no, his stuff will play. His stuff will play. Why not Trevino in that spot? I'd even trust Castro in that spot especially after Schmidt got out of the fifth inning. I would not push my luck, try to steal another inning from him. They did. They got burnt. Eric is calling from Ron Conkham. Good morning, Eric. Hey, Sal. Another great movie, Meet the Parents. That's a good reference. Oh, all right. Um, I'm glad somebody got it. And the other thing is, I don't know if you heard me before talking about Creed Three, but I did watch the trailer finally, and I did ah. um, realize that uh, Rocky's not in it. Oh yeah, they well, yeah they made that announcement a while back. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be the first time. Uh, yeah, jeez, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Sylvester Stallone. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael right. B. Jordan uh, is directing it. B. Right? Jordan's directing it. Yeah, correct. Um, Does that mean you know, that Rocky uh, died? Um, I don't know if they're gonna go there. I think I think they might have another project for him, just not with Creed. Okay. So, uh, yeah, it's too early to say for that. But uh, you know, you hit the nail right on the head though with the. Uh, the mindset of the Yankee fan being weird because first off, how 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 often and it's like almost never do you have a period of success like the Yankees have had for basically almost the last thirty years? But the the problem is you know, you've had two different ownerships essentially, even though it's the same family. The the if you're if you're within thirty years of age, you're not going to have um, you know the 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 brashness and everything that the people in our age bracket have had seeing all the winning in, in the past, you know, so the, they've only really seen maybe the Oh three uh, appearance and then the winning in Oh nine, you know, so they, they, they've adopted the, 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 uh, I wouldn't, I don't know about philosophy, but the, the mindset of how, as opposed to George. So it, it might be easier for them to, 
accept I wouldn't I wouldn't say accept but maybe understand the losing part of it more. You maybe know, than, than yeah, maybe it's that, a different right for people like us who live through the dynasty years. I mean, right. it's hard to imagine any Yankee fan complaining, but for the younger Yankee fan, maybe they haven't uh, you know, experienced that much success. Here's the bottom line, though, Eric. You look at their franchise. The Yankees have made the postseason, 20, I believe it's 24 out of the last 28 years. Tw- 28 years! Yeah. I mean, think about that, Eric, and thank you for the call. Got to let you go, obviously, when you hear that music. They, they have missed the postseason four times since 1995. And that's unfreaking believable Compare that to every franchise in baseball and see where it stacks up. And then it's even in a year where they're in the ALCS, it's all fire, booing, and fire cashman. If the time to do that, well, well not if, the time to do that was last year. If the Yankees didn't do it then, they're not going to do it now. And anyway, everything's still right there in front of them. Go win tonight. It's must win. You want to win the series, get the win. Thanks to Fleegs, as always, everybody who called and listened. We appreciate it. Be back again tomorrow morning at 2 to recap Game 2. Warm-up show with Alan Jerry's next. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. WFAN.